Welcome to the Today's Leader Podcast, where leadership is influence and influence is today's leader. With your host, Jay Goff. Hey friends, it's good to see you again once again. Thank you for coming on and listening to more of today's Leader Podcast. My good friend Chris Baker, he is going to come here today and he is going to enlighten you with your purpose, with your why, with his Why Academy. My dear friend Chris, he has come from the car sales up to leading cast members at Disney. That's right, they call them cast members at Disney's, not employees but they're cast members. And he's going to share a little bit about that, but he's got so much wisdom to share with you. I can't wait for you to really grow and learn from my really good friend, Chris Baker, today. So stay tuned. And also, here's another thing. At the end of this, stick around because we had some technical glitches. And so I want you to grow with me on this process of podcasting. And so rather than edit and delete and get rid of stuff and try to make it as professional and perfect, if you will, as possible, I really want you to see the imperfections and how we grow by perfecting those, okay? So you're going to hear some things. This is maybe the first time in history where there is actually three parts to one segment, okay? To one episode. So you're going to see that just to give you warning and stay tuned at the end of it. Rather than delete some of the mess ups in the beginning, we laugh so hard I want you to stay tuned to the end when I have a special blooper reel right here for you. This may be a first, I don't know. But one thing I know is I want you to go on this journey with us on this Today's Leader podcast. We're going to have fun, we're going to learn, and and we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it real. That's my heart, that's my desire, is I really want to be authentic and real with you folks. So, So you're going to hear some of the mess ups, and when you do, when we have some great bloopers, I'll create the blue for reels on the end of it. So here's my good friend, Chris Baker. All right, folks, thank you again for joining us for another episode of today's Leader Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm your host, Jay Goff. And on the line with us today, I've got one of my very best friends that we developed this amazing relationship. We met in April, actually, in New York City. And uh, actually, we met before that, but actually didn't meet in person until New York City. And uh, we've been doing some work together and just a phenomenal guy, phenomenal leader. And, and I can't wait for you to hear his story, his history and where he's been up to this point, and not just that, but where he's going from this point forward and how he's going to get you involved in that journey as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to introduce you to one of my best buddies, Chris Baker. Chris, how you doing? Hey, Jay, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Oh, man, I am so good. You know, we've had some hiccups today, but uh, we're <laughs> making it through there. <laughs> and, 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 folks, I'll tell you real quick what we're talking about. You know, as you can tell, we're getting more involved in this podcasting world and the spheres. And, and, and I've always said, you know, I didn't erase the first one because I wanted you to see the journey and how we're growing through it. 
Well, you couldn't really catch what was going on on this one because I delete. I accidentally hung up on the interview before we got started and had a great laugh out of it. So it's a journey. It's a growth. And just so you know, we don't have it all together. I certainly don't have it all together. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm growing. And every time I mess up or, or make a mistake, I just have the biggest laugh out of it sometimes. So, so we're back on track. I'm doing good. I am doing great, Chris. So, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And what one of the, the things, um, you know, Jay, that I always say is that, you know, people strive for perfection. And I tell them, I say, listen, perfection doesn't exist. So stop striving for perfection. And this is a this is a great example <laughs> of that. Right. So it's, um, yes. you know, we, we look to get better every day. So if, if perfection existed, then, you know, we wouldn't be able to get better. So let's just yeah, keep learning yeah. and growing. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say that perfect is not a, a, a location, okay? It's always excellence. The journey is always to reach excellence, but perfect is not a destination. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm living proof of that. I'm living proof <laughs> of that. So, so Chris, uh, let us know, tell us about yourself. Tell us about you, uh, what you're doing uh, right now. Kind of give us a little snippet of what you're doing, and then we'll get into some questions uh, about you know where you came from as far as your your leadership and, and everything and, uh, and and we'll go on from there so so tell us a little bit about you give us a little bio okay cool so um, people can can probably tell I'm originally from England although some people ask me if I'm from Australia which um, it always baffles me but no I'm from England and uh, <laughs> I, I I came over to the uh, the states in um, actually just over twelfth to and then moved down to, to Florida on February the 1st, 2011. So coming up on my eighth anniversary in, uh, in the sunny state of Florida. And uh, it, it's, it's sunny. We, we're having our winter t- uh, last night because it got down to 39 degrees. Mm. So, I mean, that, that's cold <laughs> for us. But it's, uh, it's back up nice temperature now. And I'm in shorts and T-shirt again, which I love. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, uh, my story, I, I, as I say, grew up in, in England. Um, my career, corporate career in, in England, after a, a bit of a, a sort of a shaky start, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I bounced around a few, a few careers from age 17 through um, 23, yeah, 23, um, when I, I ended up in, in the sales industry. I'd, I'd had like a, an introduction to the sales a year or so before that with with Kirby vacuum cleaners. So those big shiny aluminium or aluminium, sorry, um, <laughs> for you guys, uh, vacuum cleaners that I was selling door to door, which was quite a, an education and an experience. And then I, I landed into car sales. And some people would say that's not much of a um, an advancement, but it, at least it was in the warm, right? <laughs> and so, so I had 21 years or 20 years in the car sales industry, raising from a, a, a position as a, a trainee salesman all the way to be a general manager. So effectively, I was, was running dealerships as if they were my own, but with somebody else's money, which is actually pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> But it, it got to a stage where I, I, needed a, I needed a break. That's a perpetual targets month in, month out, and, and a lot of pressure. And, and it got to a stage where I was 43 years old, and I had some sort of personal, personal challenges and, and relationship issues, and I just needed a break. So I actually went to work on a cruise ship 
in 2009 uh, for ended up being on there for four months and you know people say wow that that was must have been glamorous well the work itself wasn't glamorous because I I I worked in the the merchandise store and it was on a high-end cruise ship so it was a nice merchandise store Um, but the reason I did that I didn't earn a lot of money but because the stores are duty-free when you're in port the store is closed right so you get to go off and see all of these fabulous ports so in four months there, I, I really had a chance to rest and recuperate and see pretty much the world, which was, was amazing. And then I, I got off and uh, I, I sort of met someone and was gonna, I knew I was going to come over to America, but I had to go through all the process of getting visas. So I went back to the UK and, and while I was doing that, I was fortunate that Honda UK um, recommended me to to run a, a Honda dealership that was was actually in trouble. So mm. it, it it meant I could could go in and and practice and hone all of my leadership skills and and again run that business. And I turned it round from being on the point of termination to being one of the top three in the in the country within six months. So it was it was great experience and that again told me that <laughs> I that I had more to give in terms of developing. So anyway, fast forward, came over to America and it was like, I'm coming down to Florida. Where do I want to work? Well, you know, Disney is the happiest place on earth, right? And, and uh, they, they deliver exceptional guest service, which is something that I'd always prided myself on. Uh, and when I tell people that, they say, but you said you were in the car industry. And I say, yeah, but in the UK, it's slightly different to is over here. And we earn money out of delivering service so our customer service scores earned as bonuses so i i i made that the foundation of my businesses mm. so it it was natural to go into disney and i i enjoyed <clears throat> seven years at disney um led led various teams developed various teams helped um the disney institute train outside companies uh, as well on a on a sort of part-time basis and, and facilitated tours which was pretty cool and then in, in uh, 2017, I joined the John Maxwell team, like yourself. And, and that was really when I, I started my personal growth journey. So to be honest, my personal growth journey has only been about 18 months now. Wow. Because I'd got to that stage where <clears throat> I, I wanted more from life, but I didn't know what I wanted. I, I knew that I had more to give, but I didn't know how to give it. And and came across the John Maxwell team, got certified in August 2017. Um, and, and that was quick. I joined in July 2017. And, and then my, my growth journey has just accelerated from there. And, uh, you know, we, we sort of first got to know each other, as you say, um, almost a year ago now through the Think and Grow Rich study that we did. And then yeah. um, it, it's amazing, still amazing to me that we've only actually met once, which was, as you say, for those three or four days in New York City in April. Mm-hmm. But I feel that we've created such a connection and a bond that, that it feels like we're, we're sort of brothers from two, two different nations. Right? I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree so much in that. You know, you're right. We did meet that short time and we spent like three days together in New yeah. York. Uh, well, actually about four days, I think it was. And... Um, you know, and and I agree. You know, there's this. We've done some things together, and folks, we do a, th- a program every Wednesday night, and and I'm sure Chris is going to go into that a little bit too. But in through that, and through the mastermind of Think and Grow Rich, and and these calls we've been on, and 
uh, transformational influencing uh, and, and things like this. We've really developed a relationship. Well, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, we have known each other. It's almost like there's a kindred spirit, although I think, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have an accent. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I, and I heard you did. I don't know, but I, I'm told so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now. Um, so uh, but I just want to I'm sorry to interrupt you. But, yeah, I, feel this, I, I just want to let you know, that I feel the exact same way. And, and it's amazing when you get connected, folks. Here's the thing. When you get connected with the right people, and when I say the right people, not people that, that you can look at and say, who can I connect with that, that, I, can, that, I, can, uh, that I can take the, best, the most advantage of to get me to where I want to? No. Who can I connect with that we can grow together? You right. know, because we know that it, what matters is you know, when you're learning, it matters who you're learning from. But what I discovered is also matters who you're learning with. And, mm-hmm. and so that's important, folks, for you to understand that you need to align yourself with the people that you can grow with. And Chris and I, we got connected and immediately, I mean, we set the same table at the events in New York. And we developed that relationship of, uh, that really created a bond. So I'm grateful for that. It's really uh, elevated me and grown me and, uh, and it's helped me a lot through, uh, throughout this, this last year, actually. So so, uh, but yeah, go go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you're good, and 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 that works both ways. And it and it's it it's such it's such a truth there. It's um that that I mean the Jim Rohn saying about you become the average of the five people you spend most time with, right? And we, whilst whilst we don't physically spend that time, we we sort of do, and that's the beauty of the internet and the, mm-hmm. and and our our world now, how we can connect with people anywhere in the world easy just as easy or easier sometimes than if you live down the street so so it's it, it's great that we form that connection and you know some of our fellow influencers as well that have that have, that have added to that and and we grow and so through that through that process my my personal growth journey has has just exploded to be honest in the last 18 months i've i've read and listened to more books than than I had in the the previous fifty two years of my mm. life, com- or fifty one years of my life combined, uh, and and actually the difference as well is that, you know, I would really the only time I would really read a book previously was was like if I went to the went on holiday or vacation. Sorry, I, I got to learn to speak Texan, so I went on vacation and um, you know I'd lie by the pool or on the beach and I'd read read some novels like fiction novels. Mm-hmm. But now I read, I would say every day, but, but the difference is I study what I'm reading, mm. right? And they're not yes. fiction novels, they're, they're, they're personal growth novels, right? And now they're all related to, to what we do where we, we want to grow ourselves as, as coaches, speakers, trainers, leaders, influencers. They're all intertwined anyway. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll read and I'll learn and I'll study. And then I'll look and it's like, how can I apply that in my life? So as I was was growing and I could feel I could feel that that sort of thought process changing and people were noticing it at work as well. And my my team were noticing it and they were actually benefiting from it as well. But I got to a stage where it was like, man, I feel restricted now. It's like there's a. um you know, I'm outgrowing the, the environment that I was in. And, and I don't mean that to be arrogant or, or oh, big headed no. at all. I didn't mean that it's not that way. But, you know, in corporate in corporate America and probably in corporations all over the world, there's 
there's sometimes a reluctance to actually be creative with the thinking and 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 it's there's a a tendency to to stay within the safe the comfort zones and the tried and tested and 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 that was Oh, what it stands I think, for. Okay, we kind of lost you there just for a moment there. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I, I was saying that I, I felt a bit like a caged animal, you know, and, and it wasn't the fault of anybody or, or the company. I love the company and I love what they stand for, but I just wanted more. So so actually at the, the end of August, so August 31st last year, 2018, I left Disney and I'm now full-time you know, in this, this, this role as, as my own, um, my own boss as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in the process now of, of, you know, as you are building courses, releasing courses, um, doing coaching, doing speaking events, um, really starting to work with some, some businesses so I can help transform businesses. And my, my goal is just to, to, to help people and help businesses be the best they can be and think without boundaries, think without limitations and, and expand that thought process to, um, to really just make a difference in the world. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. You know, that, that's one thing that more people are wanting to become better, but the many don't know how to get better. And that's where folks like folks like you, Chris, you know, you come into to the scene and you, you can help them identify you know, their, their why. And, and I want you to talk about that in just a moment mm-hmm. about the why, because I know that's one of your biggest focus. It's your biggest project is helping people identify the why. But yeah. folks, I want you to, I want you to listen here. Here's, here's where this is something I think folks need to understand and realize you, Chris was on a journey. Okay. But he didn't really start a growth journey and for, for a long time. He would read books, but what he would read was something like fiction, mm-hmm. something that's really not, I mean, it's great once in a while to escape reality. I mean, hey, I love watching science fiction movies, okay? But I don't read science fiction books. <laughs> but, I, you know, I mean, I'll watch Star Trek. I love Star Trek. I'm not a Trekkie, okay? But I, I love Star Wars, Star Trek, those kind of things. Uh, and uh, and we just watched Aquaman yesterday, which is a phenomenal book, uh, movie. But but everything I read is everything that's that's growth-focused and, and developing developing me as a person and as a leader uh, in all areas of my life. And, and so, as you could tell, Chris had, you know, his direction in life was kind of, you know, it was it, when he started reading personal growth and development material and listening to personal growth and development uh, leaders and speakers and stuff, this is when his journey began. So it really matters what you're taking in. That's the point I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. It matters what you're taking in that, you know, what you're reading, what you're watching and who you're listening to. If you want to be successful, you've got to do what successful people do. And, and successful people don't sit around reading, uh, you know, read, uh, 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 science fiction novels sitting by the beach. Right. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so, but I just want to point that out. So, so go on with your, and I, I definitely want you to get to your, your programs. Cause I think you've got some amazing programs that some people really need to tap into, but, but go ahead. Yeah. So, and, and just to, to, to build Jay on what you're saying about the, the books and, and what we read, it's, you know, people will, will know that about um, food, right? If you, if you were constantly eating junk food, you're going to get fat and you're going to be unhealthy and you're not mm-hmm. going to have any energy. 
right? And uh, yet if you are watching what you eat and you eat your fruits and vegetables and you occasionally have the, the sort of cheat day and, 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 and have the treats, you, you're going to be fitter, you're going to be healthier, you're going to be more energetic, energetic. And your mind is the same, right? Yet we don't put the same sort of thought process and, and it's, it's nobody's, <coughs> excuse me, it's nobody's <coughs> fault. We're not conditioned to think that way. We're not taught to think that way. And, and this is what brought me to, as you say, really sort of focus my programs on, on the why. And it, it started when um, at, at Disney one day we, we, we had some like, innovation videos that were, or innovation series that would come around. And I was involved in that and, and training, training other areas in, in these sort of um, – creative thinking and one of the videos that came around was the the golden circle from simon sinek and it's mm. it's it's really talking about it was the first time that i'd really looked at it and said that that most people and most businesses think about what they do they they maybe get to then think well how do they do it but they very rarely get to the the crux of it which is why they do it Mm -hmm. And what Simon was talking about was starting the other way around, starting with why, think about why you do things and then how are you going to do it? And then what you do is, is just obvious. You don't even have to think about it. So it's like a complete 180 of, of, of conventional thinking. And this was, this was like a light bulb going off in my mind. And this was what sort of started me thinking about, well, you know, what's my purpose? What, why do I do what I do? And, and so I've used that as the foundation of my courses and tied it in with my own experience, tied it in with John Maxwell um, material. I, I, I sort of bring sort of disconcept concepts into it as well. So I encourage people to say, okay, f forget about boundaries, forget about, you know, the, the quote unquote, box or because there is no box right except in our own minds um uh -huh. what what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail and and what would your ideal life look like if you had just a blank piece of paper and, and you had no limitations in your mind which is difficult because we've all got limiting beliefs but you have to break away from those draw out on a piece of paper what would your life look like so from the moment you get up till the moment you go to bed what would it look like you know, what, what would you be doing for a living? Where would you be? Where would you be living? What would you be driving? Who would be in your life? You know, what are the things that are important to you? And, and start drilling down into that to, to understand your life's purpose. What's your purpose? What's your why? And then, then we use that or I, I, I use that as a, as a foundation and say, okay, so you, you, you know why, what's important to you now, what, you, what your values are is another subject we could talk about for hours as well <laughs> but what, what are your <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> values and and your and your ethics and your morals and then you know where do you want to be what's the blue sky sort of dream your impossible goal if, as it were so you know if you yeah you know i love the saying like shoot for the stars and and, and you and you'll reach the moon so what are your stars what, what's beyond there and then i start working with people and say okay so how can we start to make that that happen but what, what most people try and do is they try and jump from A to Z, right? And mm -hmm. they forget there's 24 <laughs> letters in between. So it's, it's breaking that down into small, manageable 
tasks that you can approach every day, every week, every month that actually take you towards it. So the, the program works to, to identify your why. And again, it's not me telling people, as, as you know, with coaching, it's really about they've got to find it for themselves. So what's their why? What's their purpose? What's their vision of the future that they, they want? And then those two should be aligned. And then every, everything that you do should, should be along a, a, a line that connects the two. Now, we know that when we, when we grow, we stretch ourselves so it's not going to be a constant upward momentum towards your vision. It's a journey, right? And in the journey, there's going to be some successes. There's going to be some failures. But those mm-hmm. failures are not failures. They're temporary setbacks. Uh, they're, they're, they're all temporary defeats, whatever you call it. The important thing is they're temporary. And mm-hmm. the idea is that you use those as, as learning experiences to, to take you and make you stronger and take you forward. So actually a line would be a, a bit like climbing a mountain, right? It's, it's not a, 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 a smooth, smooth ascent. There's bits you go up, and I heard you talk about this the other day. You go up and you, you're at one peak, but then you, you get to it and you see there's another one, and very often you have to go down and then... brief overview of the the program if you like it's um i have two levels i have a, a like an introductory which is a, a five five module five week um online course with weekly calls for five weeks and mm-hmm. then there's an advanced level so a bit like our think and grow rich intensive where i say okay now there's a again a six week online but with with weekly calls and those weekly calls go on for for as long as you want to be in the program um and and it's it's sort of the first bit is like learn it the second bit is is that live it right so again to to coin your phrase and drew's faith so thirty thousand foot view now we're sort of coming into land with the live it and then ultimately i want people to lead it for themselves but lead other people through that journey too yes absolutely and i love what you're doing you know because what you're doing is you're helping people to help themselves but then you're also helping them once they've done that to be able to help others. Correct. So it's not about, I want to help you, but, but I'll, but, um, you know, but you're not going to be able to help anybody else just as yourself. So you're helping them develop. It's kind of like in the military. And, and I was, uh, had an interview with a dear friend of ours. Uh, we both know Dennis LaRue mm-hmm. and we talked about, we shared a lot of our, our, uh, experiences as far as the military goes, cause we had that common ground. And, uh, <clears throat> but it really is about leaders developing leaders. You know, and yeah. so when we can help people to become self-leaders, then we can help them through self-leadership be, to help others like their family or their team members. You know, that's why it's important for leaders in any organization, first and foremost, learn how to lead themselves so they can effectively lead other people. So when you're helping them identify their why and they understand the process, now they can help their family. They can help their kids. They can help their team to understand their why and, and identify the purposes. And so I love how you're doing that, yeah. and, uh, and that's great. So, so you've identified your big why through this whole process mm-hmm. and, and the program. What is your big why? So, so if I, I'll, I'll share, if, if I can, my, my why and my vision as well, if it, the, the dream, if I, if I can, because they, they sort of – I think it will help people sort of 
connect the dots and 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 understand so because you, your why is it the, your why is what motivates you what inspires you what what basically gets you out of bed in the morning and and um, and uh, makes you approach every day as you say every morning with the right attitude right um and and sadly most people don't know this and that and that's why why they um and again we're not taught it that's that's the reason but they don't know this and therefore it, they sort of go through the motions and they're on that like perpetual hamster wheel of life so so as i went through this process and it is quite a process to 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 get to the to the bottom of it my why transpired that i want to help people and ultimately through this this process uh, and and the course I, I help help people to write their own sort of why statement so a statement that involves two elements there's there's the contribution they want to make and the impact they want it to have okay it's to add value to other people and the impact so that they can become the best versions of themselves now a why you know people will say well that's pretty generic and hey buddy hey hey folks sorry about that we had some technical glitches so this is part two within the same podcast and this may be the first time ever there's a part two within the same episode <laughs> uh, okay so i tell you what technology is a booger sometimes so uh so chris go ahead if you remember where you were you left off at uh we're talking about our why and 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 so your why yeah uh okay so go ahead yeah so i, I and i thought i was talking too much that you you you'd like said okay we, we let, let's call, <laughs> call time on this one so um so yeah i was explaining about the 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 my why being that, I, that my why is to add value to other people so that they can become the best versions of themselves and then i apply that to everything that i do that helps me with my my decision making um, because decision making is really important in our lives we 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 are faced with choices we make the decisions and then we we have to live with the consequences of those decisions and we we own those decisions so it, so then it then it's it's well what what next because you have to have something to shoot for otherwise you know it's great knowing your purpose and your why but if you're not doing anything with it because you don't know where you're going it's it's like getting in a, in a car and turning on your GPS without putting the destination, you're just going to sit in your car forever. So, mm -hmm. so my, um, my vision then became, well, what do I want to do? And I'm like, well, I, I want to help the youth. I want to, to help our youth to, to be more intentional about how they live their lives and, and how they approach the college and, and, and working career so that, so that they don't get into the situation that many 40 somethings get to like like me where i didn't know what i wanted but i knew i wanted more I, i'm like i want to get that to the youth so that they they can they can make those decisions earlier in their their career yeah. and therefore it will it will it will actually have a knock on effect through the whole of society because you'll have more people doing things that they love and less people doing things they don't love, which, which then when we're doing things we love, we're all, we're happier for a start and we do a better job. Mm -hmm. So the whole society will be better. So, so then it was, well, how can I, how can I define 
what I want to do there. So I was like, okay, I know I want, I want to be able to give kids that can't afford to go to college the opportunity to go. So my, mm. my vision is that every child, right. And, and this is the important thing. I said, every child has the ability to go to college regardless of their finances. Wow. Now the, the, the thing and the important thing with that is that your vision has to be of such a magnitude that it scares you and it's probably not something that you can achieve in your lifetime now that my my whole vision i won't be able to achieve in my lifetime because i'm 52 coming up 53 there is no way that i will get every every child <clears throat> and i didn't say in florida i didn't say in america i said every child so there's no mm -hmm. way i could get every child in the world a college education regardless of their finances not in my mm -hmm. lifetime but i can start Mm -hmm. right, so so part of, of, of the reason of doing these courses there, and, and as you, you rightly pointed out earlier, if my, my idea is that I want to help people so that they can help other people and then they can help other people. That will that will mean that that the adults that I help will help their kids. So I'm naturally getting to the, the youth population through those adults. And this is how how a, a vision and a dream can can um evolve as well because then it's like oh so what i could do then is i could actually set up a program where the people that have been through my programs become certified to be able to teach my programs to others mm. then i could do it where where we go out and we create a youth version that these people are teaching that that they get certified or a certification at the end of it that 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 then says that they've gone through that program Oh, then what I could do is let me open a foundation that I can tithe 10% of my earnings into that foundation, but then also get other companies, other organizations to donate to it. And there's the funds that I can use the kids that have been through my certifications that have got the, the willingness and the ability to do better, but they haven't got the funds. They can qualify for the scholarships. Then the companies that have put up those scholarships, guess what? They could actually have kids go and work for them when they graduate because they know that they've mm. been through programs that I've been working with the companies on. So you see how it all sorts of comes together, but it's all around the same common why of helping people to be the best versions of themselves. Mm. You know, I'm really intrigued, or not intrigued, but very inspired, rather, of the, your vision and your goal. And I've heard you share this, of course, you know, many times. But about, you know, the, and, and it's a, it is a lofty goal. And like you say, mm -hmm. you know, it's bigger than you. It's definitely bigger than you. It's bigger than the time that you have. But you're planting the seeds now for every child. Correct. Not just in America, not just in the UK, but every child. So we're talking a global scale. Yes. Every child has the opportunity and ability to go to college. Yeah. And right. and here's the here's the thing, Jay, and we've talked about it before, right? We've talked <clears throat> about significance and legacy. Right? That's what mm -hmm. this is. So so your and, and again, this is my opinion, right? The, the your your goal, your vision, let's not say goal, vision, your dream, should be something that happens. Our mentor John Maxwell talks about and put your dream to the test. It should have significance. It should be about more people just yourself, right? Again, he covers that in there. And I <clears throat> legacy. Get that foundation, yep. which I will have that created 
before April. So have that yeah. yeah. on. Foundation must that foundation will carry on, carry on being scholarship. Yeah. yeah. Hundred years from probably long that will continue and is yeah. is multiplying and is 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 developing those you know granting those scholarships which is is helping to develop the world absolutely a, so it's yeah. compounding that's yeah, so i love that correct you know you're building it you're building a tribe also to certify certify members to take what you've got certify them you build this tribe so that they can they can compound Sorry. compound your vision into the reality yes uh so that is gorgeous that is great that is so good yeah um so uh so you were talking about the kids. Now, I know you've done some kids, some work with our youth, and you've you got a passion for our kids. I know you were involved with, like, the Youth Max program that the John Maxwell team has, mm -hmm. and, and you've done work with that. Uh, and so you're wanting to help them become better leaders at a younger age so that the, when they're 40-plus, you know, like 40-plus my years, you know, I've got some years on you. <laughs> okay, just a couple. Uh, but <clears throat> And we're not going to give numbers out. But anyway – but many people, unfortunately, they don't know what they want to do, even at, a, at an age such as in their 40s or 50s or even 60 years old until they realize one day, hey, I've never pursued a dream. I never did what I wanted to do because I'm always doing for others. I'm always working for someone else and fulfilling their dream. And, and so helping them identify that at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think, would you agree with me that the generation we have now, they are more focused on things that fulfill them now rather than going out for a career uh, at this stage? Do you think, do you see more of that today yeah. than in our generation priorly, prior? Yeah, I think the, the, um, well, here's the thing with with today's today's society, and it's not really just the the youngsters, but obviously that that becomes natural for them, is that with the the technology and the uh, and everything we've got at our disposal and the internet and all the the gadgets that we've got, everything is instant, right? Yeah. Um. You know, I I call it the microwave culture. So, mm -hmm. right. And, Think, and then that's why like the millennials get in my opinion a bad rap because people say oh they come in and they want to be managers in six months and if they're not they they want to go on and, and do something else but there is a there is a degree of that but why is that the case well it's because we haven't really talked to them about what they love and, and what they want to do so i think they 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 tend to to be less um married to a a, a a career or a concept and therefore will be you know easier easier led um so the, i think that the and again that the tendency has has gone away from from trades you know i know when when we were when we were growing up and um I'm sure it was the same here as it was in England, is that people would say, oh, get a trade, right? Get a trade, mm -hmm. be a carpenter or a brickie or whatever and, and get a trade and you'll be, you'll be good. That doesn't mm -hmm. really exist anymore, I don't think. Um, or, or it does a little bit, but not as much. So, so therefore they go to college, they'll pick a degree, but why do they pick that degree? And when they come out, do they use that degree? Probably not, most of them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so why is that the case? And and that that's that's where I want the the kids to understand and 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 understanding that that as you as you as you mature, your why may well change, right? It probably will change, but the concept is the same: is that you you're always thinking about that, and 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 thoughts. You know, as 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 we're learning from Think and Grow Rich, as we as we study that, thoughts are ideas, thoughts are things, and thoughts will will um, turn into beliefs and and actions, and and that makes things a reality. Mm-hmm. So, really, what I'm what I'm wanting to do is to to teach people to think you know i know that sounds basic but but actually think about what we what we're doing and and think about what we want and and know that that's okay okay all right well the um and, you know, you're right. It all begins in the mind. You know, our thinking, our thought processes mm-hmm. become our belief systems. Our belief systems become our behaviors. And I always add that, you know, our behaviors become our influence. Yep. And with that, you know, it's, it's our legacy. So people are always watching, but it always begins back in, in the very f- first. And that's the very beginning stages are thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so helping them to, to really change their thinking. I like to call it, I'm going to help you change your mind. Right. Yeah. Changing your mindset, changing your thinking. And uh, and some people are scared because of the way they thought for so many years. They've always believed that to be the right way. Mm -hmm. And you see that in any culture. It could be it could be any culture that regards uh, in regards to like uh, personal values where your personal values are usually based upon the influence of where you grew up, who taught you, you know, who influenced you. And helping people understand that you don't have to be, you know, dead broke anymore before you, you know, before it just breaks you one time, one day in life. You don't have to follow, you know, the dictates of your history to create a new history. Mm-hmm. And, and it is scary. It's, it's scary to, to write your new story when your old story has been the dictate of your life. <clears throat> right. And so helping them identify and realize that that I like that. Yeah. Um, you want me to get that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> pizza. Um, uh, but uh, so getting into our leaders, you know, today's leader podcast is all about what, you know, is all about people who are leading today, helping to change the minds of today. And, and what does leadership look like today as opposed to what it used to? And and in all generations, you know, because I know my generation is even changing its mind on how we lead. Mm. And 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 quite honestly, I think some of us are taking the lead off the new generation because we talk, you know, here's here's what I know. I think the new generation, the the quote unquote millennial generation and Generation Z, they get a bad rap. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like they're generalized and put in a box and say, but every generation has done that. That's the problem. And I think when we like you and me in our industry. We learn to connect with everyone to include the next generation. That's important. So as a leader uh, <clears throat> of a generation of, of you and I, you know, we're in between our 40. We're, we're both in between 40 and 60. We'll just leave it at that. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, so what would be the what would be one of the biggest what would be a great advice you would give one to. Uh, a young leader today starting out 
and then follow that with what would be one of the the words of advice you would give a generational leader from a, a traditional leadership style uh, prior to this generation? What what are those two advices? How would you what would you recommend to both of those? Well, I think the, the the recommendation is actually the same, but it's how you how you put it across them would be slightly differently, maybe. Um, okay. So you you you're right, and and you know you know we we both agree on this principle that leadership is influence and and influences leadership. So mm-hmm. it's the the to me the biggest thing about about leadership, the biggest skill, the biggest. Um, it's also the biggest obstacle that, that most leaders leaders face is the ability to listen. Now mm, we yes. you know we we hear, but do we listen? And and they're, they're two two completely different things. You know, right. I've always always told that we've got <laughs> you know two ears and one mouth, and we should use them in the, in that proportion, right? And mm. and so a, a lot of the time, leaders. Uh, go into a situation with a predetermined answer right or they're, they're they they could even be they, they've predetermined what the other person is going to say um or how they're going to react and and they need to 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 get rid of those um pre pre preconceptions right and and prejudices so listen listen to people I would say the the other thing is is ask for advice um, mm. from people and opinions, and make sure that that everybody in the team is involved in what's going on. Mm. So, I, I think if you, you're talking like on a generational leader's point of view, I think a, a, there are a lot of of current leaders. And I'll, I'll use leaders loosely in that description for some of those. But as a current current sure. leaders that that lead almost through fear, and, and <clears throat> I don't mean by that that they that they instill fear into others. I mean that they've got a fear that they're going to be moved aside, and that the mm. the the youngsters coming through are going to going to push them to one side, take over their roles, and then what happens for them? The problem with that attitude is that actually it. it it restricts everybody, including you. And as a leader, you know, I'm a firm believer and I've always, always uh, led this way is that what I want to do is I'm trying to develop my successor. Right. Uh, because right. if I want to move up, I, I need to have somebody that can move into my position. And, and therefore I need to, to empower those below me to make a difference and to take responsibility and to take ownership and yes you know i i, I want them to to come and uh, ultimately if i'm a leader i'm responsible for it so i want to be made aware of what's going on but as a uh, you know the the, the more old-fashioned way of leading is to is to to really take control right and be a, a bit of a dictator and that's not the that's not the way a leader should be right so i i am um, I used a, uh, a process in my, my last team at Disney and I've used it throughout my career, but this was the first time I really structured it down. And I had a team that, that, that were saying that they, that they were, they were not listened to. They, they, they um, weren't allowed to do anything. You know, they, they weren't valued and so on. And this was a team I took over. 
So I said, okay, what, what I'm going to do is, I'm, I, first of all, I'm going to ask for your input on everything. Right, so I, so I, I did. I asked for their input. And, and I said, you need to, but you need to come in and tell me what you think and bring me, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Mm, right, yes. so, so then what I'm doing is I'm empowering them. Right, so asking for input and then empowering them, empowering them to make those decisions, empowering them to make a difference, which, which then they take ownership. And with that ownership comes responsibility. So, so with all of those things in place, they then got a pride in their work and they get satisfaction from their work because they're involved and they're making a difference. And what happens when all of those things come into line is that the results improve. And then what we do is we'd say, okay, so let's, let's rinse and repeat. So let's look at it again. What do we learn from that? You know, how can we make it even better? I mean, Walt Disney would call it plus in something. So, you know, plus P-L-U-S. So add into it. And so I said, let's go and plus it. All right, mm. So then we do the same thing again. And it's, a, it's that constant cycle of improvement but it's coming from them. And what happened is that, that things became more efficient, more effective. The atmosphere like, was like a complete 180. Everybody was, was, was loving being, being at work and being involved. And other people in other areas were noticing it too. So again, that, that's a concept as, a, you know, as an advice to a leader. I would say that is like, listen, uh, share responsibility, get everybody involved. And then listen again and learn and keep, keep regrouping. Okay. So, so yeah, the key point here sounds like a lot of it is, is really just listening to your people. And, and, uh, and, and that's always a key one. I know that, uh, uh, you know, as a coach, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the biggest things. You've got to be able to listen more. You know, you, you mentioned the two ears and one mouth. Yeah. And as a coach and as a leader, and if you're a leader, you're a coach, okay? Right. You may not know how to coach effectively, which we can teach you how to do that. But as a leader, your responsibility is, of course, coaching your people to their success, not just so that they can contribute to your success. Uh, and we know that as a leader, if we help our team succeed, we succeed. But if Correct. we focus on us succeeding and not our team, we fail. Big time fail. Correct. And And so – as a leader, and, and I'm glad you brought it back to Disney. I'm glad you gave some examples of Disney because I want to ask you this question about your experience with Disney mm-hmm. <clears throat> is this. Now, when you got into a position of leadership there and you had a team, uh, what you call of uh, cast members, and yes. I love that term <laughs> because, I, you know, I hate the term employees. Yeah. You know, I hate the term employees. So that's why I, I encourage leaders in an organization to look at your people as partners or team members of this organization because without them there would be no organization but if people are treated like employees they're second-rate citizens they'll clock in late clock out early and steal your money as i've heard dave randy say yeah and and so as cast members man that's a beautiful terminology i think so what was the biggest challenge you faced as a leader uh at disney and then i want you to follow that up with what was your greatest reward as a leader at Disney? Uh, great questions. And again, I would say 
so, uh, yeah, part of it is the, is the same again, right? So, so uh-huh. it, if I explain as well, the, 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 the reason, um, the reason that the Disney employees are called <coughs> cast members is that Walt Disney said that, that, that basically Disney was a show. They were putting on a show and therefore the, the, the employees were all part of that show. So they were, they were in the cast of the show. So that's why they're cast members. And that's why at Disney you have on stage and you have backstage, right? Again, like in, in line with the show. So on stage is everywhere that guests are, is on stage. And everywhere that guests oh. are not allowed to go is backstage. So, I like that. Yeah. And, and, the, um, and the, the uniforms that the cast members wear are costumes, right? Not uniforms. Because, again, it's costumes. It's, it's a show. So... Um, so that that was where all of that that sort of lingo um, and terminology comes from, and okay. and one of the things with with Disney is that Disney in Florida has been here now since 1971, and there oh, there's so challenges. So 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 one of the challenges, right, is the is the level of expectations from the the guests that come to mm. Disney. Uh, is is exponentially higher than than other equivalent um, businesses, right? It, it and, and it's it's because of the, the the level of service that Disney provides. It actually increases your expectations. So as a as a as a guest coming to the parks or the the hotels or anywhere, right? That, that's got the Disney name by it. So the challenge there is that you have to exceed those expectations. So if you, you think about somebody coming to Disney from another organization, they've got one level of, of performance that, that is acceptable. And then suddenly you come in and because our guests have got higher expectations, then therefore our level of performance has to rise. Um, and, and so that can be a challenge is, is sort of explaining and, and helping people to understand that. Um, the, one of the other big challenges as a, as a leader, especially if you're working in a backstage um, location, as I did, is that you don't, you don't always see the bigger picture, right? You just see what's in front of you. And, th- and this, again, is not unique to Disney, but I'll, I'll put it in that context. So when I was leading the e-commerce team that was supporting the website and we were going through all the introduction of all the new technology in 2012, 2013, so all the new Magic Bands and FastPass Plus and so on, was that there were certain things that I wanted to do with my team. But I said, if I can do this, it's going to make life easier for my team. What I didn't realize at the time was, was that I was just a small cog. My team was a small cog in a massive wheel. And while doing something like that for my team would have made it easier for my team, the knock-on effect in other areas, maybe four, five, six levels away, would have been detrimental. And, and so the, the, the challenge there is just the, the, the scale of the organization and the operation is, is, oh, yeah. is difficult. You know, there's 73, 74,000 <clears throat> cast members in Central Florida. Wow. Uh, and the the property itself is on forty two square miles of, of property of land, so the the, the it, it's like a, a a mini city. You know they've got their own sort of generators and and electricity and all that sort of stuff, and solar power and everything now. So I think one of the the challenges is the um, it, it, is the sure the, the 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 
the scale of the operation. Wow, the magnitude, yeah. Yeah, and another challenge is that again, because it's one of the major employers employers in in Central Florida, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a good employer, right? There's, there's a lot of good benefits for working with Disney, and and people tend to stay there a long time. So you know, I would have. In, in my last role, I had some cast members there that had been with the company. Well, one one retired at 40, 46 years, oh, and I... the the other members of that team were, um, I think, fifteen years, twenty five years, thirty and thirty five mm-hmm. years plus that forty six year. So they'd been there a long time. So so you can get that that mentality of like, well, we've we've always done it this way, so we've we've got to do it that way. Or we've tried this before and it didn't right. work. Right. So that can be a challenge <clears throat> as a lead, especially coming in, uh, you know, where you you may be younger, you're less experienced in that area. Um, that can be a challenge. But then the greatest reward is winning that over. All right, and doing something like I said with that that process where I went through and asked for that input empowerment and so on, and and that's a greatest reward for me when you suddenly see people's attitudes and mindsets change, to to go back to enjoying the role that they they enjoyed before. Mm, yeah, and it, yeah. it it doesn't need to. This is the, the other thing that I want people to understand as a leader. It doesn't need to be big, grand, expensive. Um, things that you've got to do right we 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 did something where um we would wear a a, a necktie on a on a, a tuesday right made it tie tuesday and in florida yeah. not many people wear ties because it's normally hot so we we wore ties on a tuesday and then one of the guys larry said to me well we used to wear bow ties i said okay well let's wear a bow tie one day so we were, okay we we so we we made it bow tie wednesday Right, so everybody, well, the, the members on my team started wearing bow ties. Even the girls were wearing bow ties. And then there were other people in other areas on our, in our building that they were like, they suddenly started wearing bow ties on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't cost anything. No, right. no. It's a, a simple adjustment. Right. It's a simple adjustment. Yeah. yeah. But the difference it made to the team was, was amazing. And there's other other examples, but I don't want to like sure, go on sure. and on for you. But there's a yeah, yeah. But there was a constant change on how we can Im- increase and improve the the uh, the the climate within the organization of of elevating everybody's attitude. Correct. You know, and and their and their the emotions of being there each and every day. And for some, it was uh, it was probably uh, the same thing every single day as with any organization. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times you find yourself doing the very same thing each and every day. So you got to kind of change it up. And I love what you did there. You know, we're talking about you know tie Tuesdays. We're tie on Tuesday and then switching to bow ties, which is when you see people in bow ties. You know, it's kind of it, that's an, a, that will draw your attention immediately anyway. Yeah. Because bow ties aren't a common, and when they do, it's 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 impressive. But especially at Disney, because you think, okay, Mickey wore a bow tie, right? <laughs> Walt Disney probably wore a bow tie too, mm-hmm. and and uh, and so that kind of goes along with it. So awesome. Well, man, this has been really great. So we're going to wrap this up here. Before we do, a couple things I want to ask real, real quick. One is, uh, well, let's let's start with one question at a time. Uh, what uh what is it about you what what unique thing about you a skill ability a talent a quirk uh that that uh about you 
that uh, some people may not know or most people may not know about you uh, that uh, that uh, is is impressive. Wow! So Other than that, awesome, awesome <laughs> accent of yours. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, well, can I give you two? Let let me give you two. So, so one one of the things, and this this was my in my my career. This has been the proudest moment of my life. Was okay. was. Um, I, I actually, uh, well, let's say the proudest work moment of my life. It, uh, at Disney, um, as you know, Walt Disney is is obviously the 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 the, um, the figurehead and the and the well, it, Walt and Roy were the creators, but Walt Disney is the name of it. And right. and Walt Disney actually died in um, uh, six months after I was born, December '66. So, mm. but but they started. Um, offering or on offering um a, giving an award every other year and it's called the walt disney legacy award and it's it's um what happens every other year the cast members are invited to to nominate people that that or fellow cast members that have demonstrated the attributes of walt disney that that that, it, that is dream create and inspire and and they they nominate the it's it's all anonymous nominations and then each area has got a certain number of of awards that they can give and it goes to a, a committee that again that they they just they see the nominations they don't see who it is and you can get multiple people to nominate you're just one person or whatever and then they 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 vote for who's going to get the award and it goes to I'm told it's about one percent of cast members every other year. And in 2015, I, I I was awarded that, and and that to me is is something that that was the the pinnacle of my career, if you like, and yeah. and that was probably the, the the start of me thinking, okay, I do make a difference, and 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 it started me thinking about what I wanted to do, and when I read the the stories that I I had uh, eight people I think that had nominated me, and when I read the stories, it, it was all around helping them and and making them feel part of the team and all the things that I've talked about now. So, so that's something that not many people will know. And, and if you see, if you go to Disney and you see somebody with a blue name tag, they're a legacy award winner, right? The white, white name tags are the standard ones. If they've got a blue one, they're a legacy award winner. So, you know, people can go up to them and say, Hey, congratulations. And um, (laughs) we we don't like make a big thing about it, but sure. it's it, it's a it's a tremendously powerful um, and humbling moment yeah. to receive that. Um, well, what a great honor! That's a great honor. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, yeah. I could see that definitely just staying with it, and I'll bet you got that proudly displayed somewhere too. Uh-huh. So yeah, and, and yeah. well, and you've probably seen it sometime on my on my wall in the office behind me. Is there's a, a a big picture and it's Walt Disney, and that's the the picture you get for being a legacy award winner as well. It's got your name on it and stuff. So, so yeah, that's proudly on the wall. So that, that's like a proud moment. And then um, uh, something that people wouldn't know, and it's, it's a bit of a, some people would say it's mad, but I've, I've run the, at the Walt Disney world marathon every January twice. I've run this every year. They do what's called the dopey challenge. And on a Thursday, so there's, there's four races at the Walt Disney world marathon. There's a 5K on a Thursday, a 10K on a Friday, a half marathon on a Saturday and a full marathon on a Sunday. And the dopey challenge is you run all four. Wow. So I've done that twice. 
So I get six shirts and six medals for doing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's that that's pretty 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 quirky, pretty pretty um tough. And and I tell you what it does is it um it definitely tests tests your persistence, it tests your desire, your faith, your belief in yourself. Um but when you mm. when you do it, it is tremendously rewarding. So Wow. And how many times have you done that? Twice. You've done that twice. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're a marathon runner and, and any of you that are marathon runners and you listen to this, you know, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. And Chris, you know this. I had a conversation with a gentleman yesterday at church, actually, who who runs marathons. He's getting ready to go out and do another one. And it takes a lot of time. It, it's more than just getting out there, stretching and running. You got to get your body physically yeah. prepared for that because it does take a toll on the body. Uh, internally and externally, you know, you got your nutrition, you got to get up every day, you got to be dedicated. And I don't know if there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things, but this is one of those areas really that you've got to show consistency. You've got to show up. You've got to, uh, you've got the, 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 you got to give up to go up, you know, as John would say, John Maxwell. And, and so you do do that with this. And so, you know, kudos to you. I spent my time in the military running all the time. I decided I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's like if somebody wants to go camping, I'll say, I'd spent 26 years in the military going camping. Why do I want to go camping? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's my camping by guys. But uh, awesome. Okay. Well, now you've got, uh, now you've got some programs and, and so uh, you've got release your unconscious You've got your Y Academy. I want you to share a little bit about that. And then I want yeah. you to tell us how we can get a hold of you, how somebody can get a hold of you and what they uh, want to learn more about Chris Baker and your programs and what you've got to offer. So tell us, tell us about what's going on with your programs. I... Okay, folks, part three and action. Here we go again. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Chris, you were telling us about a, a program and then we're going to wrap this up and, uh, to have people tell us, uh, you can tell us how to reach you. Yes. Sir. So, um, release your unconscious is the name of my business. Right? And, and that's because I, I called it that a year or so ago, because I believe we've all got that potential that, that is there and we need to just release it from, from where it resides, which is in our unconscious mind. So that's the name of my company. The, the programs uh, are Your Why Academy, right? So Your, Y-O-U-R, Y-W-H-Y, and then Academy. That's the program that, that really introduces people to my concepts of get a foundation, understand your why, and then it's the purpose, vision, and strategy to get you there. So, so that's an initial five-week um, five program. And then it moves into what I call leap forward and leap is learn, embrace, act and prosper. And that's the more intensive program still comes under the banner of your why Academy. So the, my, my website is, is my name. So it's all the W's and then it's Chris dash J dash Baker. So Chris dash J dash Baker and those dashes in England, we call them hyphens, but I think over here you just call them dashes. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then my email is Chris at Chris dash J dash Baker dot com. So, so if, if anybody, if, if we wanted to go to my website, you'll see there, you'll see um, in the menu at the top, there's, there's a, a link to your Y Academy. 
I actually have some some free offerings on there and some other low cost ones as well as UI Academy and just guys email me and I'm more than happy to talk about things if you want a, a sort of jump on a, a free strategy call I'm happy to do that um because I I'm I believe that I'm I'm here my purpose in life is to help people if I if I talk to somebody and I believe that you know, I honestly believe that I can't help them. I'll be honest and say I can't help you. I'm not about taking money from people if if it's not going to benefit them and, and allow them to benefit others. So mm, always, yeah, always happy to have a strategy call and, and discuss things and, um, and and we can go from there. But that that's 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 me. That's my programs. That's how you can get a hold of me. Oh, great. Great. And I've seen your website. and It looks great. I'm looking at it right now, actually. And folks, it's a nice, clean website. It's not cluttered with a lot of stuff. Nope. It's easy to navigate, and uh, some great stuff there. And I've worked with Chris, like you, you know, here at the in part one of this podcast, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> uh, Chris and I, we've done some things together, and 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 uh, so I'll give a plug for us. You know, every Wednesday yeah. night, uh, guys. Every Wednesday night, Chris and I, we actually do a Facebook live. Uh, and you can find it if you go to Leading Through Influence on Facebook, and uh, and you'll always be able to, to track us there. We archive uh, the uh, videos there on that page, and uh, so you definitely want to go back and check that out. And we always open it up. Uh, you know, uh, we always say that you know we facilitate, but we love it when you participate. Yeah. So it's a community really where we're growing together. We provide a topic and we speak on that in personal and professional relationship development. Um, but it's a great way to get connected with who we are and learn more about uh, some of the things that we're doing uh, both together and, and in our own individual uh, businesses as well. So uh, tune in on that every Wednesday evening. That is at seven, six thirty my time. Yeah. I think. Seven thirty Eastern, six thirty central. Right. Seven thirty <clears throat> Eastern. Yeah. And, and yeah, if, if, if people have got a subject that they want us to talk about, put it, put it in there. Right. And we'll, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. We'll talk about anything. Jay and I, and, oh, and yeah, everything normally comes back to leadership and influence, right? Because that, that really is, is the core of everything. But, but we, um, we're happy to, to answer questions and talk about topics that, that other people suggest. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's a great opportunity to get a quick snippet, little bit of co- free coaching from us. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we're going to speak into your life and we're going to help you to improve your uh, personal, professional relationship development. So definitely check that out. But uh, Chris, thank you so very much for doing this with me. Thank you for being so patient. I know, you know, technology sometimes, like I said, uh, in, ep- in part two, that technology can be a booger. <laughs> okay. So uh this could be a this could be a a his, this could be a historical event where we are the first ones to actually have three parts within the same episode. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. It, who knows, it may get more hits than anything else exactly. just for that. We're setting the but benchmark. Yeah. We we t- everybody's <laughs> going to start wanting to, oh whoa, which friend setters. Everybody's <laughs> going to want to start doing parts in each episode. So <laughs> All right, my friend, I, I am so blessed by you. I'm so glad that we are connected and have become very good friends. And folks, I tell you what, there is no one that is more passionate about helping you become your very best by helping you identify your purpose and passion and why uh, than my good friend, Chris Baker, right here. So 
Chris, thank you again, my friend. Well, I, I look forward to us working together this next this Wednesday. Actually, we'll be yes. talking again. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and we'll right. we'll actually be seeing each other in March as well. I think so. That that'll be that'll be cool yes, too. Yes, we will. We will at the John Maxwell IMC and. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so, so we always talk about John Maxwell because everybody I've talked to so far just about has been a member of the John Maxwell team. So just to let everybody know, we're not promoting the John Maxwell no. team on the podcast. OK, no. John. In fact, John doesn't need any more endorsements. No. Than he's already got it. <laughs> he's, he's doing pretty good without our help. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, my friend. You're I welcome. appreciate you. And, and I will talk to you soon. Perfect. Thank you, Jay. All Take right. care. All right. Bye, everybody. You too. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you took copious notes from this episode and thought, as a leader, how do I apply what I've learned today? How and what do I need to change to be a better influencer? And finally, who and how do I teach this to others? And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I ask that you subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Share this with your friends on social media and leave us a comment to let us know what you learned, how you're doing on your own leadership journey, and what and who you would like to hear on future episodes. Oh, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at I Am Today's Leader 2.0 and give us a rating on each of your favorite podcast formats so that we can go up in our subscribers and increase our influence and our reach. If you're a leader and would like to get your message to others in the Today's Leader community, then email us at todaysleader.net at gmail.com. Until we meet again, my friends, be blessed and lead well. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did. <laughs> I, I did that. I hit the dang red button since finished recording. We're talking. I'm like, okay, ready to go. Three, two, one. And I press, I'm like, and I just, I, I died laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did you just do? <laughs> okay. Take two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take take 2.5,000. So, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <clears throat> so, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, uh, all right, this time. <laughs> Three, two, one. Yay!